If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. But let me explain. It is free, people. They have creative tools that will allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, which will make your life a lot easier. And this way it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and many other apps that play podcasts. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Just go to the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm online to get started and you can thank me later. Recorded live. Hello, and welcome to Strange Talk with Doc. This is your host, Doc. I can be reached here Monday and Friday, 12 noon, live. You can call in 724-444-7444. Caller ID is 145048. Uh, I have shows posted on YouTube, Vimo, iTunes, podcast.com, and where you can reach me by phone is TalkShoe, all with the tagline Strange Talk with Doc. I like to say this every time I start the show, just so you will know what this is and what this will not be about as far as this podcast goes. I am not a sports podcast, entertainment, news, political or podcasts where you will open up your third eye. But I will touch on each and every one of those subjects, and hopefully you get something out of it. Not only are you entertained, that I might say something to make you laugh, make something to make you think, maybe something to make you angry, just something to make you feel something. Okay? So I want to start this show off with the uh, Waffle House shooting. And a big fat fuck you to Travis uh, Rankin, 29-year-old lunatic who shoots up a Waffle House in Anatop, Tennessee. And he causes four young people to lose their lives on top of the people he injured. And I would like to say a rest in peace to these people. Deboney Groves, 21-year-old. Baby. Hasn't even really started life. Akil De Silva, 23-year-old. Another baby. Tariq C. Sanderlin, 29 years old. And 20-year-old Joe R. Perez. These are people who didn't even get a chance. They didn't even get a fair chance to defend themselves. Another coward. Supposedly nude or with a blue jacket. I don't know. I think that's the least interesting but the fact that somebody has had something going on in their life and they take their anger, their venom, their viciousness out on innocent bystanders, this is happening way too many times. Now, I would like to say I thank you, Mr. James Shaw, for stepping up and saying that you were not going to also be victimized and unarming this lunatic. Now, this is Monday at 12.07 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So it's like seven minutes after noon Monday. And as of yet, this man who supposedly has no vehicle has no, only had pants on 
and a rifle has not been apprehended as of yet. I am perplexed by this. This is mind-blowing that this person has not been apprehended. And it makes little to no sense to me that he has not been apprehended. I mean, you got helicopters. Where the fuck is the FBI? I mean, didn't the FBI used to be able to bust people like Liberty? I mean, quick, fast, in a hurry. I mean, especially if they have no means of transportation. And supposedly last time this guy was even actually seen moving about, all he had on was a pair of pants. Now, I would predict that by now he's ate his gun. But you still should be able to find this body and give the people of Tennessee a peace of mind that this madman is not out there anymore with the capabilities of bringing any more terror, destruction, mayhem to any other human beings in the area. And that peace of mind has not been delivered by the police. It has not been delivered by the sheriff's department. It has not been delivered by the FBI. And for that, there is no excuse. There's no hole that he hid in. And on top of this, Illinois has got to do something about their laws that allow somebody to have weapons taken from them. Who does something as foolish as bring loaded weapons to the White House grounds? You come, you confiscate the weapons, but you turn the weapons over to somebody in the same household? What kind of sense does that make? And this father of his, who would say, you know, my son, my son is unstable. And I'm going to give back the guns to this unstable son of mine, who the law has asked me to literally take the weapons. I say the father is complicit. The father should be arrested also. And as of this moment, we have not heard about the father being arrested, even though we know that it's the right thing to do. So, you know, I mean, there's a lot there's a lot of things that went wrong. It, it takes a lot to go wrong to have one of these lunatics actually do damage. People have to ignore certain signs. They have to ignore certain posts. They have to ignore exhibited behavior. And and it looks like law enforcement on top of a lot of people dropped the ball on this one. And these four young people plus the ones injured and the horror and mayhem that he left in the life of those who witnessed this crime that he forever changed. And the community that he horrified and terrorized because these people don't even know if they can go outside their own home to get the newspaper or pick up their mail. He caused a lot of damage. This is terror. I don't want to hear about fucking mental illness today. When this comes to a head, I don't want to hear about poor young Travis Rankin's mental illness. When there was chances, and if he had people who loved him, they could have stepped in and got him the help he just so desperately needed. So don't try to pull on anybody's fucking heartstrings on this one. Have your heart hurt for the four people plus the others who died. And I don't know the condition of the other people, but I'm hoping that these other young people or older people, I don't know their ages, that they will be fine, that they'll be able to walk away, that they're not injured in a way that their life changes so dramatically 
that they have no more quality of life because you never know what a bullet. You could be blind. You could be crippled. It could take your lungs. It could do a lot of damage to the human body. Flesh is weak. Not only is it weak in a biblical standpoint, flesh is weak when it meets hot steel. Okay, so I just want to talk now that I've got that off my chest. I want to talk a little NBA basketball. The Jazz are up under the Thunder two games to one. I don't believe in the Thunder. I still think that they might pull this series out. I don't know, I guess. I'm going with the Westbrook, George, Carmelo deal, and maybe I'm making a fool of myself by believing in that even a little bit. I think that Russell Westbrook was out of line saying he's going to shut uh, Ricky Rubio shit down instead of giving Ricky Rubio credit for balling out on his ass. Give him credit. Don't just go directly to the nonsense, I'm going to shut you down, because then why didn't you do it when you had the opportunity? The opportunity presented itself when he did this to you. It's not like you allowed him to do it. He's a skilled basketball player also. Respect other people's talents. Okay, the Pelicans closed out the Trailblazers. Drew Holiday, the Brow, and Rondo thoroughly put their foot and Dame Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers ass. And I guess that's why Portland is home now, being swept out of the series four games to zip. I no longer really want to hear until he proves otherwise that Damon Lillard is an elite point guard. I do not consider him to be an elite point guard. Drew Holiday thoroughly schooled him. You can school somebody one game, call it luck, two times, okay, maybe. Three times is a pattern. Four times it's cemented that you are not better than this person. At least at this given moment, you're not better than this person. The Rockets are up on the trail, uh, Timberwolves two games to one. I expect the Rockets to thoroughly beat them over the next the course of these next two games. There's one more game in Minnesota. They go back for game five in Houston. I'm figuring by Friday when I speak to you again, this series will be over. I'm very proud of my Spurs by pulling out a victory yesterday. They're still down three games to one, but at least they didn't get swept, and they fought like hell yesterday. It was a good game. I thought that um, Ginobili is a special talent. He always will be a special talent. He I think that he's an NBA legend, a future Hall of Famer, and I love the way that he came through when a lot of times LaMarcus just can't seem to come through. Ginobili came through. Parker played a decent game, so they both should be proud of themselves. I think they made Pop proud. They made Spurs Nation proud. And so, you know, can't win the series without your best ball player, Kawhi Leonard, man. Get your shit together, brother. We love you. We're hoping for the best in this situation. I'm thinking that worst will happen, but we're hoping for the best in this situation. And maybe you being wherever you was and you looked at the boys and you said, damn, man, those are my brothers, and they could use me, and I won't allow this shit to happen again. But we shall see. And hopefully next year also, Mr. Rudy Gay will continue to be a spur. I like what he brings to the table. I appreciate him. I didn't even expect this much out of him, and he's been better than expected, so it's been a great thing. The Raptors and the Wizards are tied two games apiece. The series now goes back to 
hold on, I don't even know the the, the um the the scenario. I don't know if it's two two one 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 or two three one one. I don't know, but the series is tied. I still think the Raptors on the whole are a better team, but we shall see, man. Game five's a huge. I expect the Raptors to win this series, but like I said, it's a huge. Game five's a huge. We got another big game five. We got the Celtics and the Bucks. Greek Freak did his thing. He came through. This series is an outstanding series. I think the Celtics are an outstanding team, even without Gordon and without Kyrie Irving. I can't imagine how good the Celtics are going to be when they get both of these players next year. So this series is up in the air, and I'm just rooting for it to continue to be as entertaining as it has been. You got the 76ers. They're up 3-1 over the Heat. The Heat really, they're a lot like uh, Spurs. I'm not saying missing them top player. It's just they don't have the offensive talent to handle a team like the 76ers who've got a shitload of gunners plus Ben Simmons and Embiid. So if 76ers don't take them out in the next game, they'll take them out the next game. I mean, this will not go to game six. You got the Cavaliers. They pulled it out last night, and they beat the Pacers. LeBron is having to work for his lunch against the Pacers. So the Pacers should be very proud of their showing. I think that it's time. I know that Kevin Love has some kind of ligament damage to that thumb at the wrong time, but it's time for Jr. and Hood and Kyle Carver and them to give LeBron a little bit of help. They are the better team when it comes to them and the Pacers. And even though it's a struggle, I have all faith that the Cavaliers will hold on and win this series. The UFC had a uh, fight night, 128. It was an entertaining card, a very entertaining card. Uh, Edward Barboza fought Kevin Lee. Kevin Lee was so dominant on the ground, it was ridiculous. When it came out for the fifth round, the corner stopped it. There was nothing Bob Bozer could do. Bob Bozer on the feet is a beast. His kicks, his punches. But Kevin Lee scouted, had a fantastic game plan. He took him down. He ground and pounded him. He just batted him. Uh, Edwin Bob Bozer needs like two months off just to recuperate, lay down on a beach somewhere chill, get his head back together, and I still see bright things for him in the future, but man, what a game plan, and what a following of instructions of a game plan at Kevin Lee. This showed intelligence, and I tip my hat to you, Mr. Kevin Lee. Now, Frankie Edgar fought Cub Swanson. I love both of these guys, but Frankie's Frankie, man. Frankie's dominant. He's a great wrestler. He was a bit too much for Cub. But you know what? Cub doesn't have to go anywhere. Cub's not done. I still see good fights in the future for Cub Swenson, and I root for him because I like him. David Branch took out Thiago Santos, which I was kind of shocked. He took him out a little quicker and faster than I really thought, but Branch has some serious hands on him. Uh he came in there with like a looping right hand that hit him directly on the button, and it was like, good night. 
So, you know, that was all right. Brett Johns fought Aljamain Sterling. And Aljamain is one of the Long Island uh, Matt Serra guys, who I would say congratulations to Matt Serra on making the UFC Hall of Fame. And that's a, res- a wrestling camp of monsters. So Aljamain just out-wrestled him. It was a good fight. Not very exciting because it was a lot of uh, just wrestlers, not a lot of good throwing stand-up. Now, Dan Hooker for Jim Miller. Now, I would like to see, see, every once in a while you get these guys legendary. They've been around a long time. they had a lot of fights. i like to see Jim Miller actually lay his uh, gloves in the ring and step off from the business. I don't want to see him get hurt. He's been good for the UFC. He's been an outstanding fighter, him and his brother. Class act from everything that I could see. But Dan Hooker took him out, and it was, it was, uh, it was basically saying you had a good career, but now it's over. And Corey Miller looked quite impressive fighting Patrick Cummins. He took out Cummings. He did some great wrestling. It was the best that I've seen Corey Anderson look in quite a while. He looked like he developed some stuff. He's been practicing. And on the whole, I would say for a free UFC card, this card actually outshines some of the cards that UFC has put on pay-per-view. I thought when I said this Friday that it was a good card on paper, this was a good and interesting card. And there were some fights that I'm leaving out but uh, because I don't want to bore you to death with UFC talk, but I just wanted to touch on it. Uh, this was These are the type of uh, cards that the UFC should put out with, for the fans. And even if it means having less fights, matches per year, instead of throwing out 36 between pay-per-views and fight nights, do 22. And if they're outstanding like this, the fan base will love it. So I appreciate the UFC for doing this. I've seen a program this week. I don't usually watch uh, Vice on HBO, but they had a very good program on HBO called Raised in the System. And uh, it basically, in a nutshell, Raised in the System is about young people in the juvenile detention uh, prisons of America, where a lot of them deserve to be there, but a lot don't deserve to be there. And that's the thing. How does each state handle each individual case, or do we lump them all together, you got in some form of trouble, we're going to throw you away. And because legally, in most states, even if you're 12, 13, they can lock your ass up till you're 21. But then what do you come home? Not just what do you come home, but what do you come home as? By the time you've been in the system four or five years, you are institutionalized. You've been told when to come, when to go. I mean, you haven't been on a date. You're not up to snuff with technology. You have no ID. You have no driver's license. You're behind. You, 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 you took some GD courses in a prison setting where you're more worried about protecting yourself than growing. This was a very good program, and I advise anybody who can hear me, if you get a chance, it's only 45 minutes of your life. It'll open your eyes to some things about the juvenile uh, detention programs across America. This wasn't no hardcore 
going into depth of uh, gangsterism. It wasn't that kind of program. It wasn't glorifying anything. And I tip my hat to Toledo, Ohio, who seemed to be looking for alternatives where they actually handle each case on a case-by-case basis, and they try to determine, is this a kid who needs incarceration, or is this a kid who needs to be put in a program, a group home? And you know what? That shows some kind of care, especially in a society that seems to not really care a damn squat about issues. So I appreciate that. We lost many me, Vern Troyer, at the age of 49. The little fella had to deal with a lot. He had to deal with a lot. I can't imagine going through life uh, being so small. Uh, nor could I go imagine going through life being so super large as though I was like Andre the Giant. But he's like the polar opposite, being so tiny. But at least he got to live uh, 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 somewhat of a life with some celebrity status, which allowed him uh, doors to be opened that would have probably been closed, access to things that he probably wouldn't have had. Uh, hated to see that the little guy was into drinking and stuff like that so much. But, you know, rest in paradise, Vern. All the troubles of this earth is over for you now, brother. You know, not that you could hear me, but I'm just saying. So don't think I'm crazy, people. I know I'm not speaking to the dead. Okay? This is Strange Talk with Doc. And like I said, every Monday and Friday at 12 noon, you can reach me at 724-444-7444. Call ID number is 145048. I'm on YouTube. I'm on iTunes. I'm on com. I'm on TalkShoe. And Vimo. So there's no excuse that you can't, if you're traveling around, you're in the car, you got your Walkman, your iPod or whatever, you can hear Strange Talk with Docs. You can go back and listen to some old shows. If you want to reply to me, I'm more than happy to take your email. I have a Facebook page, an Instagram account, all Strange Talk with Doc, and an email that you can reach me at netboy.com. Netboydoc at gmail.com. I'm open to suggestions. You want to correct me on something? I'm always looking for people to subscribe, comment, like, and share my program. Okay? Now, New York had a possible hate crime in the subway assault. Now, me personally, this is just my opinion, I don't even think that this would have made the national news other than the fact that it was a black man and a bright-ass red, make America great again hat. A big black man walking around with a great America, make America great again hat is basically looking for shit. It's almost like he's waving a flag. I'm looking to get into something with you. Uh, So uh, people fight on the trains all the time. People fight on the New York City subways, and they use epithets all the time. They cuss each other out. The the F word is going to be thrown. The N word is going to be thrown. The S word is going to be thrown. Uh, Cocksucker, mother effer, some bitch. All kinds of stuff is going to be said. But the tipping point is that 
Make America Great Again hat. If the white guy did something with a black guy and he was wearing a hat, it would make national news. It's the fucking hat, people. It's not necessarily the fight. It's not necessarily the crime. But it's the fucking hat, man. The, the hat is polarizing enough as it is because it stands for something that we don't all stand for. Even though we would love for this country to be great, it's just how we do it. You know, you know, this wasn't even on my topic, but I bring it up. Okay, we got Kellyanne Conway. Kellyanne Conway says that Melania Trump is, now here's the key, the kicker, superior to Michelle Obama in every way. Michelle Obama, last time I know, went to college, went to grad school, went to law school as a lawyer. She was the president's wife for eight years, a position that she held with dignity and pride. Two well-adjusted children. She did not embarrass the country in any way, shape, or form. Now, I don't want to uh, downgrade Melania Trump. She's Melania Trump, and I don't even know what that means. But if we're going to compare, and I'm going to take, I'm going to put my foot in the water and do some uh, comparisons. Michelle Obama never posed nude or topless for any magazine. Her claim to fame is not being a model and marrying an old man. Michelle Obama can speak the language. She could have been in international settings with dignitaries from all over the world and been fine. She had a husband who seemed to be into her. Melania Trump is arm candy that's getting old for a lunatic. So there is no comparison. Don't tell me in, about a woman who can barely speak and you're going to put her on the same pedestal with a woman dignified, educated woman who was, uh, you know what, might not have liked everything about her husband's politics, but Michelle Obama did none to embarrass the office of the presidency in her eight years that she did spend in Washington with the president, President Obama. Okay, so I don't, I don't even understand this. But that's just and to use the word superior. Kellyanne Conway knows how to. She just she's like a fucking set in a firecracker, and she every once in a while she puts one near a toe, just so that she could cause the body some damage. And it's unnecessary, it's ridiculous, it makes no fucking sense, but these are the games that they play in Washington. They don't care how the country looks at it, they don't care how certain citizens, especially minorities, view them. They've made that plainly clear to us many, many times. Now, Derek Jeter, who is an all-time great Yankee, and I will never take that away from him, he won World Series, a Hall of Fame. He's had more moments than if you combine 15 guys' careers. He's had more big, major one moments, memorable moments, than other legends have had in their whole careers. But since he's retired, it's been a mess. This Miami, uh, these Marlins are a mess. So he gets into some kind of spat with uh Brian Gumble, he basically tells Brian Gumble that he's um 
he's weak of character. He's weak of um, his brain is not strong. And you know what? Many years, many moons ago, Derek Jeter would have never spoke to another individual like that. He's one of the most guarded, protected. I mean, like I guess he was our version of Joe DiMaggio, very guarded about how he looked, about what he said. And it seems like this whole Marlin situation has uh, uh, flipped a switch on him. And I hope that he could turn back the hands of time a little bit and recapture the dignity of number two in pinstripes as he used to be. I'd rather he be that fake dude than this guy we don't know. This is not the way to end, you know, to, to go off into the sunset, to be remembered, because it will overshadow that other guy on that baseball field who was great, who had those big moments, you know? So this actress, Allison Mack, was charged with sex trafficking for this Keith Rainier and this Nexum cult, which I heard has now moved to Brooklyn. Listen, any woman who gets involved with the exploration, exploitation, I'm sorry, of other women is one of the lowest characters on the planet. It's hard enough for women in this world, but for a woman to lead other women into subjugation, to, into slavery, into pain, into torture, into being used, is evil. Uh, from what they say, she was his main slave, so she felt it was her obligation to do this type of thing. Now, I'm hoping that the federal government does what it needs to do with this whole Nexum cult so that more young ladies could be saved instead of harmed, hurt, turned out, and put into some bullshit. I mean, I, I'm, I'm really hoping. I'm, I always hope for the best, man. That's just me. I, I try to hope for the best. I try to stay positive about situations, even when they're negative. I'm always looking for some light at the end of the tunnel. I'm not looking for darkness. It's enough darkness. Fuck darkness. I need the light. The light is what's going to warm you. Light is what's going to build you. Light is what's going to energize you. The darkness is going to make you cold. It's going to make you bitter. It's going to eventually kill you. So it's no need to sit in the darkness when there's light. There's always, no matter what the situation is, there's some kind of light there. Now, I do have a message. I promised I would have some kind of message for each show. Now, I'm not preaching to you. You don't have to buy into what I'm saying. You can actually tell me if I'm wrong. I don't mind. You can comment. It does not bother me. And it's quite simple. Never be bored. Life is way too short to be bored. And you should never be boring. And what I mean by that is a boring person is a dangerous person. A person who says they're bored, I don't like to have them around me. That means they already know everything or they're too fucking lazy to even investigate something that they don't know about. You know, there's an old saying, you know, you live and you learn. A bored person doesn't even take the time to learn something. They just give in to the fact that, okay, nothing's interesting going on at this moment. In this day and age with the technology, and, and all the things at our fingertips, phones, tablets, laptops, you can investigate a subject that you always wanted to investigate. You just don't have to be lazy. Give it into laziness.
and boredom is a, the height of arrogance. And I already know it all. I don't need to learn shit. I'm fine. No. Now, world, entertain me. No, go fuck yourself. Your boredom makes you a danger. Because that kind of arrogance is 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 a bit much. There's always something that we should be looking to learn about, even if it just snaps in our head at that instant. Damn, I never knew about that. Let me investigate that. And it takes two seconds, and you have the means in which to do it, right? In your either in your pocket, on your hip, or laying right there on a dresser next to you. And so you do that, and that way you never, ever bored. You're bored, pick up a fucking book that you have not read. There's always something. We done got to the point where the television is our window to everything, and the television is not the window to everything. It is not the end-all, be-all. It's a box to keep you controlled, to keep you uh, believing what somebody else is telling you. It's something to say, there's no need to think. We'll do the thinking for you. Just watch what we tell you. You'll laugh when we say laugh. You'll cry when our people cry. That'll motivate you to cry. It's like, you know, you're just being a monkey led. There's so many things that I don't know, that Doc does not know about everything, and it all interests me. That's why I don't spend, no, have you, anybody ever heard me say, I'm bored. No, when I'm bored, that means I'm losing I'm losing the thing inside of my spirit that drives me to want to know. Learning is the is the anti venom to boredom. Just be willing to learn something new and you the word bored boredom boring will no longer be a part of even your vocabulary. So because life is so short and there's so much to know, never forget, never be bored, never be boring, because life is too short. And that is basically it in a nutshell. And if you truly have yourself, you have the best that this world has to offer. If you have yourself and you have your best interest at heart, you are going to make sure that you do what you need to do to be in a position that best suits you so that you can succeed. And see, those when you think like that, you don't allow stupid shit like boredom, uh, doing foolish, reckless shit to overtake your rational mind, you know? And you learn. Life is simple. You learn. You got to limp. You learn to walk with your limp. You don't let the limp deter you from getting up and walking. It might look funny, and I'm not talking about a physical limp. I am talking about emotional, psychological. I'm talking about a, a, a limp because of your past. You learn to walk with those limps, and those limps become your strength. Just because you have a limp does not mean you cannot run. You might... It might take you longer to get your sea legs underneath you and be able to finish the marathon quicker than a person who was born with a golden a gold spoon in their mouth and they life set them off on a run from right out the gate. You know, you didn't have those. And the things that you accomplish will be greater for you because you've earned it all. 
So we have to learn to walk with our limbs, you know. So we had a very interesting thing this weekend. Barbara Bush got laid to rest. So we had four presidents and four first ladies pose for a picture. But Donald Trump, Trumpino, is not at Barbara Bush's funeral. Now, I don't know if the Bush family actually request he don't show, but his wife was there. Because I know that him and Jeb are not the best of buds. I know that even George W. doesn't really seem to like him too much. But I think as a president of the, the sitting president of the United States, that he could have made some kind of provision, said some kind of apologies, and out of respect for the Bush family, shown up at this woman's funeral. I mean, there are not a lot. This is a very teeny, weeny, tiny fraternity of first ladies and president. It's not like there's a million of them walking the earth. It's a small group of living first ladies and a very small group of living presidents. And you would think just out of some form of respect, instead of golfing at Mar-a-Lago, that him and not only his wife being there, I guess she's there as a representative of him, but he would have his fat ass sitting there too. But then again, we can't think like Trump. The only people who can think like Trump on the planet is this fucking Sarah Huckabee Sanders and this other lunatic uh, Kellyanne Conway, who all seem to act like they have one brain, three heads, three bodies, but one brain. So, you know, that's just the way that goes. Now, speaking of fraternities, actually, uh, the fraternity at Syracuse University, they get expelled over a racist video, Thea Chow, racist, anti-Semitic, homophobic, and sexist. And then being college-aged men are going to claim that it was just satire. We, we got to get past that. Can anybody ever own what they do, own what they say? That's how you grow. Say, you know, man, we did some fucked up shit. We said some fucked up shit. It didn't even, it's not even really who we are, if that's what you mean. And we thought we was having a ball. We thought, first of all, it was private. We didn't think it would be out there to the masses. You know, we trying to, we trying to show that we wild style. We're Animal House. And you know what? Forgive us. But no. Just lie outright, satire. You know, we, we're trying to be funny. You're not fucking funny. You're not Saturday Night Live. And you know what? There's a lot of shit. That is a lot of shit to mix into one fucking video. Homophobic, racist, sexist, anti-Semitic, all in one video. I mean, you trying to offend everybody at one time? So you get what you get. And this Jay Philly's picture of the prom. I know... It's a year old, sitting there with his daughter, her boyfriend, and the gun. Men have got to stop doing this. It's a bad, first of all, it's a, this thing is a bad look on two points. One, it's a bad look that you don't think that someday somebody will be laying with your daughter. One. Two, you're a grown-ass man. It's a teenage boy. Your your response 
to if he touches your daughter who might want this is that I have a gun, not even I'll use my fist, which would have been better. I mean, I can see if you stand there and you want to take a funny picture and you got your hand under his chin like you're going to punch him or something. Gun unnecessary. Is man, is boy. That's the problem with this world. We think that we can deal with boys with a gun. We don't even bother to say, if it came to it, I would go old school hands on you, boy. But we don't even do that. So we, we, we automatically... The weapon, and you know what? A lot of fathers do this shit. They do this shit every year around prom time, and it's not cute. Black, white, Hispanic—I don't give a fuck. Kid, grown man, gun—not funny. Never funny. Never will be funny. Now, police in Briscoe, California—they killed Dante Yaba, 26-year-old father of three. They light his car up, 30 bullets. And it's amazing that the three other passengers in his car wasn't also killed. This was the shooting in front of a Walmart. Now, from the video, I can't tell if Dante took off first or did he take off after being shot and maybe his foot slipped off the brake and it caused the car to go backwards. And it's just too hard to tell, and I can't make that judgment. And I'm not going to make that judgment because I have not broken this film down. But 30 shots is excessive, especially when there are other people in the car who have nothing to do with it. And I'm not always looking for an alternative. I also don't believe in wounding gunshots. That's bullshit to me. Uh, Can you shoot the tires? Probably. I don't know. Some of this stuff is spit second. If I think you're trying to move me down with a car and I got a weapon, I'm going to do what I have to do to stop you from mowing me down with that car because that car hits me. That's a life-changing incident. You know, so uh, that, that, that's a rough one, but it's just it's, it's over and over and over again that we have these incidents with law enforcement, unarmed black men, and somewhere or another, it's an inexcessive amount of bullets being fired, it's beyond slaughter. It's like every black kid who's being shot by a cop is being shot like they're Bonnie and Clyde. It's an overkill. Cars should not look like dudes who did terrorist attacks. And terrorist attack cars don't be as shot up as these kids get shot up. But then again, like I said, I don't want to belabor that point. I don't know if his foot slipped off the accelerator as he was shot or if he purposely did this. It's too hard for me to figure out. It's above my pay grade, and I don't have all the facts. So I'm just bringing up the point. I'm not trying to make any kind of point. If I had a point to make, I would do so because it's not about being afraid to say what I'm thinking. I'm a free-minded person. I say what I feel, and I mean what I say, and I say what I, whatever comes to my mind. And if it feels right in my spirit, it's going to come out of my mouth because I'm not scared of saying it. This is Strange Talk with Doc, and once again, and for the last time, you can reach me every Monday and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time, 724-444-7444. Caller ID is 145048. 
I can be reached on YouTube, iTunes, podcast.com, Vimo. Uh, you can leave me a message, but I really would love for you to comment, like, share, and subscribe to my page. And if you have any kind of feedback, be it negative or positive, I accept both. Negative, I look into it to see what I can improve. Positive, I'll continue to do what you want me to do if that's what you appreciate. If you like the subject matter, if you want to add, please call in. Don't be afraid to call in. You can use your adult language. I don't gratuitously curse. I cuss. I'm not going to bullshit you. But if it fits into the flow of my conversation, but you're free to speak your mind. You don't have to be in agreement with me. You, I don't want anybody to parrot what I say. I want them to say what they feel. And I'm just going to tell you like I always tell you. This is Doc here, Strange Talk with Doc, and I hope that you have a good rest of the week. I hope the weather's nice. I hope nothing but peace and joy in your life. I hope that you, you and yours are fine and healthy and that blessings be upon you. And I'm going to tell you like I tell you each and every time, no matter what is going on in this wacky world, peace, people.